Hey science fans, it's Mrs. Gorbett here and I'm going to teach my husband some GCSE science. And I am the husband. Hey husband, how you doing? Mrs. Corbett. Husband. Mrs. Corbett. Husband. Congratulations on your 100th episode of no Hey way. Science Fans. Yes way. This is episode 100. Episode 100. Episode 100. Oh, I feel like we should have done something special, but uh, have I got something special for we you? We are doing something special. We're doing, what's the topic? See, you don't biology. Know. <laughs> it is biology paper two, AQA trilogy. It is, um, but I would maybe have done like a centurion. We're centurions of the podcasting world. That we are. Congratulations. Congratulations to you. You know, someone knocked us off of our hundred percent five star perch. What? I know, just some rude. I know exactly who it was. Well, how many stars did they give us? Less than five. Fewer we're than on, five. We're, we're on fewer than five. Uh-huh. We're how on many 4. stars 9. they give us though? I don't know, but we're on 4.9 now as an average. Like, and I dislike that. 4.9 is pretty, still pretty high though, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I mean, if you're not Thanks upsetting someone, you're doing something wrong, aren't you? Yeah, that's true. Um, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not really here for that. And I'm not phrase. thanking you for listening. I'm doing you a favour here. I'm doing you a favour. I'm you're, getting you some GCSEs. Yeah, you're welcome. Hey, are you talking to me? You're so cross. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking to the dear listener. I'm not talking to oh, you. To dear listener. I am being nice They're to dear stressed. listener. I'm doing them a podcast. You're welcome, dear listener. Okay, but you sound a bit grouchy. Tell your face. Sorry. They can't see my face. They can only hear my voice. Yeah, and it sounds grouchy. Well, uh, okay. Um, I'm doing you a favour. You're welcome. That's way well creepy. Should yeah. we move on? Anyway, yes. happy 100th episode. Today we're going to do selective breeding. <laughs> Wicked. Now, selective yeah. breeding. Yeah, it's like forced evolution. Oh my god, I'm so pleased you said that because I was about to say it's otherwise known as artificial selection and in the last episode we talked about natural selection, mm. about how that mutation of genotype over time is bred into the population. So artificial selection is basically speeding up the process of evolution with beneficial characteristics. Salmon. And when I say beneficial characteristics... It makes someone money. <laughs> is that what you mean? It's not always beneficial for the animal we're doing it no, to. No, I mean... Uh, not just all animals, plants as well, we artificially select. Um, so, students should be able to explain the impact of selective breeding of food plants and domesticated animals. Oh, there's so many really interesting examples of this. Bananas yeah. are my favourite. Go on, talk to me about bananas. So, where are the seeds in a banana? Well, good question. There aren't any, the are husband, there? no. Because they've been bred out of the seeds. What shape is a banana? No, that's wrong. They're straight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that's all I've got, really. Yeah, so I, I suggest, dear listener, that you... Um, it makes it sound like we're on Bridgerton. Hello, dear listener. Um, I suggest... What, when they do their podcast on Bridgerton. <laughs> no, no, but she writes like a... It's like the podcast uh-huh. of the Regency period. Right. Um, except they're dear reader, not dear listener. Oh, shut up, Mrs. Corbett. Um, that's kind of the point I was trying to make. Google old school bananas. Actually, don't Google the words old school bananas. <laughs> <laughs> Google Google history of bananas. Yeah, Google selective breeding bananas. So bananas used to be really not very fleshy at all, loads of seeds and small. Whereas all bananas now, I'm pretty sure are clones of one another actually. Mm, yeah, I think all, they're all bred all the same, and, but yeah. you can get them in anywhere basically on the equator, yeah. but they're all the same banana, which is quite dangerous because 
it means they can be properly taken out in terms of like a virus or something. Yeah. Um, anyway, selective breeding or artificial selection is the process by which humans breed plants or animals for particular genetic characteristics. We have been doing this for thousands of years since we first bred food crops and wild plants and domesticated animals. So bananas is a really good example of food crop. Mm. Another good example of food crop is if you have salmon. got... Salmon. That's not a food crop, is it? It's not a plant, is it? Well, you have salmon farms. You have fish farms. Okay, but I, like crops. Okay, sorry, go on. So I'm thinking just a basic one. If you've got like wheat that produces a lot of flour and then you've got a wheat plant that is short so it's not affected by the wind like that's mm. that's something you would breed together for both of those characteristics you have short ones that aren't blown over by the wind but it, you've also got one that produces a lot of flour it's mainly just seedless fruit isn't it yeah seedless, seedless fruit grapes. is a huge one <laughs> or you've got plants that produce a lot of fruit yeah. uh being bred with ones that taste uh produce really tasty fruit like really sweet apples mm. bred with um a plant that produces loads of apples really beneficial and then we get on to animals so you've got like the farming industry like salmon. salmon talk to me about you really seem to know something about salmon i know nothing about salmon. Oh, the color of salmon like that isn't the color of a natural salmon that's like bred into it in farms because um people want really really orange salmons yeah they're quite pale aren't they yeah, they're meant to be fact, quite pale they're quite pale pink which is weird because we're the opposite with eggs because eggs should be bright yellow whereas we settle for pale ones because they're brought up in barns. Well, that's just, that's just for cheapness. But they're sake, selectively bred for the amount of eggs they produce. Do you know the difference between a brown egg and a white egg? There's no difference. Yeah, one's brown and one's white. Oh. Uh. <laughs> you can get yellow, yeah, no, green yolked eggs if they eat too many acorns. We've gone off topic again. Yes. So let's talk about cows, farming industry. So Cows? Where have we had cows? We're talking about farming. Right. I uh, assume... So selective breeding in cows. We breed cows for either producing loads of meat. Yeah, or loads of milk. Or loads of milk. And then you have like a specific type of milk. Like Jersey cows produce really creamy milk. But like this other type of cow produces loads of milk. So you would selectively breed them together to sure. produce the ultimate milking machine. Yeah. Um, and meat as well. If you look up, oh God, look up the British blue cow. That They are selectively bred to have like so much muscle mass. Uh-huh. So therefore more steaks, more food. And then we get into the aesthetic of selective breeding. Yeah, like good looking dogs. Dogs. The cockapoo. Dogs is a huge issue. So we have selectively bred dogs for hundreds of years and domestically they look nothing. I I strongly suggest you Google like evolution of dog breeds. So for example, if I take you through the example of the Alsatian. So the Alsatian or the German shepherd dog always been known as police dogs and they used to be bred to be able to jump 10 foot fences um, and they were quite light and quite agile. Whereas if you look at breeds of German shepherds, that are winning crufts. They are enormous, long-haired. They couldn't jump a wall if they tried. And they tend to be genetically bred to have this really sloped back, which means they have quite a lot of hip problems. And then we've got the Cavalier Charles Spaniel. They're bred to have smaller and smaller and smaller skulls and quite poppy eyes, and they get a lot of neurological brain issues. Can you think of another breed that has been selectively bred for ridiculousness? Cats. What? Oh, no, dogs. Dogs, yeah. Uh, or oh, poodles, I probably... Uh, yeah, well, not so much actually. Poodles. Oh, are quite... those stupid handbag dogs, Chihuahuas. 
Yeah, but they don't really have any really massively genetically. I'm thinking more about like pugs and bulldogs. They've oh, been yeah. bred to have a flat nose. They've always got like concave faces Yeah, now. which they means they have loads of respiratory, uh, respiratory issues. The French bulldog is a completely made up breed as well. Like it's just a, uh, like as well, like the Labradoodle. Um, they have been selectively bred because they have the brains of a uh, Labrador and a poodle. But the hypoallergenic fur of a poodle, which means that you can't get allergic to them. And apparently the first magazine article about this selective breeding, there was like months of waiting list for anyone that could produce a Labradoodle and people pay thousands of pounds for one. Yeah, if you're allergic to dogs, I've got a much better solution (laughs) than getting a hypoallergenic dog. Don't get a dog. Just don't get a dog. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love dogs. So... The important thing, if students were to write about what is a selective breeding, the important thing is about um, particular genetic characteristics and it's being bred over several generations because you can't get them on the first generation. Sure, yeah. Several generations is really important. So it involves choosing parents with the desired characteristic from a mixed population bred together from offspring with the desired characteristic. And this, then what do you like pick the, the, the most um, kind like of representative? Yeah, yeah. Re- expressed. Yeah. Um, but it takes many generations until the offspring fully show the desired sure, characteristic, yeah. which is why like we can do it quite quickly in dogs because they breed very fast. But it's probably taken like 100 years for a British bulldog, for example, used to be really quite tall. Like it's taken years for them to get small and... You know, squished in. Sure. The characteristic might be chosen for its usefulness or its appearance. So the examples they have in the uh, specification is disease resistance in food crops. So if you've got a crop that is resistant to a lot of diseases and like won't get eaten by beetles, you want to breed that in. We've got animals which produce more meat or milk. Domestic dogs with a gentle nature. That's another thing as well. Like breeding dogs that have quite a docile nature is useful in domestication of animals because we needed to domesticate animals. Um, large or unusual flowers. Did we need to domesticate animals? Yeah. Think about sheep dogs. Really useful. Gun dogs. Really useful. Mm, oh, okay. that's what they I, do for not, Labradors. Not, they literally are like, go and collect that duck really gently. But they're not domesticated. They're working animals. Yeah, they're domesticated. That's why we yeah, domesticated them. They okay. were wild. We domesticated them to give them jobs. Now, all of our animals, completely useless. Yeah. I suppose there's domestication for being a sheepdog and domestication to live in a handbag, isn't there? Yeah, completely. Um, larger unusual flowers. The floral industry is absolutely booming for weird, weird and wonderful flowers. Okay. So they're like gerberas, for example, come in like a billion different colours. No moral issue with that either. Um, there's some, uh, yeah, there's some carbon dioxide situations. Oh, is there? Well, just because of the transporting of flowers across sure. the borders. Sure. Well, yeah, but that's... And well, creating I mean, environments in which you can grow them. I'd imagine the more flowers there are, the better we are in general. That's true. Ooh, more bees. I found out something interesting the other day about, speaking of carbon dioxide, where do we get the majority of the oxygen in and out from our planet? The rainforest? It's not the rainforest. It's from... Um, uh, Algae. So, so, yeah, it's from like, basically cytoplankton. Oh, phy- phytoplankton? Ph- yeah, that. Phytoplankton? Yeah, that's where we get oh, most of our oxygen gotta from. Got to have some plankton. Because you think about how big the oceans are, yeah, they're yeah. full of it. Phytoplankton. I mean, yeah. they were one of the first species ever that evolved. Yeah. Which is pretty yeah. cool. Um, just one more thing is selective breeding can lead to inbreeding, which is particularly pres- uh, prone to disease. Yeah. Because if you've got two sets of genes that are have similar mutations and you breed them you're going to keep getting that similar mutation which can be bad which is why you get yeah same good stuff hips, same bad stuff yeah hips 
in Alsatians, etc., etc. That's it for selective breeding. Sweet. Happy 100th episode. Happy 100th episode. If anyone wants to wish us a happy 100th episode for a badge, I've got a few badges left. Well, Not you many. Probably, you probably have to get make some more badges with little hundreds on them now. Oh, these ones are square though. You can't get square badges anywhere. Why? Because if you're not careful, you can put yourself in the eye. Be careful out there. Very dangerous. Yeah. See you later. Hey, bye. Bye.